0: Mishnah The Mishnah states if a person made a nether statement saying konem sheini nena noach there shall be a konem nether prohibition on the b'nei noach the descendants of noach even though all of mankind descends from noach the vower here is may benefit from a fellow jew he may only not benefit from the other nations of the world from non-jews Whereas we are well familiar with by now, when it comes to Nadaram and interpreting them, we follow the common usage. And when people use the phrase B'nai Noach, they're referring to non-Jews. The Mishnah states, if one made a nether, saying, ni nene lezer Avraham, said, There shall hereby be another prohibition, prohibiting me to benefit from the descendants of Avraham, of Avraham of The Allah is, Asr bi Yisrael, The nether only forbids him from benefiting from fellow Jews, but he will not be forbidden under this netter to benefit from any non-Jew, even those who are descended from of Avinu, such as those descended from Ishmael or Esav, for there is a biblical significance to this phrase, Zer Avram, and we find in the Pasuk and Parshas Vayera that Hashem says to Avram Avinu, Ki yikare l'chazara. Your true descendants are those who will come from Yitzchak, so first of all, that's the exclusion of Yishmael. In addition, it says, Yitzhak, implying that not all of Yitzchak's offspring will be truly connected back with Avram Avinu. That is, only the line through Yaakov Avinu is considered the true line of Avram, it could be referred to with Avrams. in other words, the Jewish people. Converts, too, would be included. So essentially, the point is that Avram refers to only members of the Jewish people. The mission continues, says if somebody made a nether saying she'ini <speaking> a nether that it will not benefit from any other Jew, the halacha under this nether is that Lokeach beyoser umocher bepachos, He would only be permitted to transact to engage in commerce with another Jew if he ensures that he gets the bad end of the bargain. Like he specifically overpays if he's buying something from another Jew. Or if he's selling, he sells at less than the market value. Otherwise, it would be a violation of the there as he would be benefiting from this Jew that he transacts with. And conversely, if somebody made a there saying, Shisrael, and Li, forbidding any other Jew for benefiting from me, he says in the there, and then it's going to be much more challenging to be able to actually engage in commerce with any other Jew. For lokeach, bepachos, bemocher, beyoster, im shomelow you will only be permitted to transact with another Jew if you can get the other person on the other end of the transaction to agree to get a bad deal. That is, to agree that you know, if he's buying from the other person to buy it at a discount, whereas if he's selling to get a price above the market value. So, of course, in practice, it's going to be you know, difficult to achieve this. The Mishnah then says, if a Jew made a nether saying, I make a nether that prohibits me from benefiting from any other Jew, and they from me. Well, if he words the nether in this way, then there will be no permitted way to transact with another Jew. But if they do it as a regular sale, then both parties benefit. That's obviously forbidden. Even if they do the price in a way that one of them is not benefiting, he is suffering a loss, it, of course, is still forbidden because one of the people of the transaction will be benefiting. And so, one way or another, it's going to be a violation of the nether. Thus, under such a nachrim. His only practical means of engaging in commerce will be to transact with non-Jews. The mission then says, If a person made a nether saying, konim Pronounces a konam prohibition, that he's saying, oh, I can't benefit from the uncircumcised. The Allah is, mutter ba'arli you may benefit from any other Jew, even from a Jew who is not actually physically circumcised. V'yaser bimuliakum. And conversely, under this nether, he will be forbidden from benefiting from any Gentile, even if that Gentile happens to be circumcised. Because when a person uses this term, he is not referring to a person who had the procedure done to him, who is circumcised, Rather, in conversation, it's a way to refer to non-Jews. And on the flip side, if a person made a nether saying, K'onim she'ini nena l'mulim, nether forbidding benefit from the circumcised, is Aser Yisrael, under such a nether he's forbidden from benefiting from any Jew, even from uncircumcised Jews, And he may benefit from any non-Jew, even if that non-Jew is circumcised. For this term, mulim as well, in conversation, does not refer to those who are actually circumcised, but to the Jewish people who accepted upon themselves a mitzvah from Hashem of uh, performing brismillah. And the Mishnah further explains the first of these rulings. But again, if somebody makes a nether from their realim, it's a neder not to benefit from non-Jews. For the term arla is, in conversation, a reference to a non-Jewish person. Shinemar as we find in the passage in Sefer Yirmiyah, which states, All of the nations are are lim, whereas Vachol Beis Yisrael are lelev. All of Beis Yisrael is uncircumcised in heart, in terms of their devotion. They didn't remove the barrier in their heart from devoting themselves to Hashem. So the point is, we see that the Navi refers to other nations as the Arelim, the Yomer. In addition, we have the Pasuk and Shmuel Aleph, which David says to Shal, in reference to Goliath, refers to him as this Pelishti Arel. So again, the point is that not that David knew necessarily whether Goliath was or wasn't circumcised. Instead, Arel is a derogatory way of referring to a Gentile, Yomer also says in Shmuel Base, Pentis Machna Penta alozna Binosa lest the daughters of the Palishm rejoice, lest the daughters of the Araim be jubilant. So once again we see that the term Arelim is used to refer to the people of the other nations in a disparaging manner. And more on this Ribalazar ben Azar Yomer, Meusa Orla We see that the term orla has a negative connotation we find you know, characters in Tanakh using it as a means of disparaging reprehensible people of the other nations, Shunemar, like in the Pasuk in Yirmea that we quoted above. It says, Ki chol that you'll know, clearly it's saying this in a negative sense for right afterwards it says the Beis Yisrael that's obviously a criticism being leveled at the Beis Yisrael, So clearly the term aralem being used in connection with the other nations also has a negative connotation. Notes a certain spiritual coarseness. Having mentioned the mitzvah of to remove the Arla, the foreskin, the Mishnah presents six teachings that highlight the centrality of the mitzvah of that Avraham received from Hashem. And of course, the word bris itself means covenant. And so the mitzvah of is the mark of the special covenant between Bnei Yisrael and Hashem, First, we have Rabbi Yishmolam. Yishmolam says, Great is the Mitzvah B'Ris rismila For we find in the passage in Lech L'cha where Hashem gives Avraham the Mitzvah B'Ris Rismila, the word B'Ris mentioned 13 times. The Taz connects this to the Yid Gimel Midas, Hashem Hashem Korach Machanun that Hashem gave to Moshe Rabbeinu, suggesting that the power of Rismila is on the level the power of invoking the, the 13 Midas of Hashem. Next we have Rabbi Yossi Omer, Gidola Mila Shadoches HaShabbos HaChemura. Rabbi Yossi observes that, clearly Rismila is of paramount importance, for if the child's eighth day, the time to do the mitzvah, falls on Shabbos, we proceed with the mitzvah, even though it entails a malacha act, when the cut is made, it draws blood, that's a malacha of shochet of making a chaburah, Yet we proceed with that mitzvah. The positive mitzvah, brasmila overrides the losa. of desecrating Shabbos. That's how important this mitzvah is. And next, Rishuv omer The mitzvah b'rishmila is so great that as related in Parshish Shemos, The righteous uh, Moshe Rabbein himself was not spared for a moment when he neglected to carry out the mitzvah of Rasmilah for his son Eliezer. A malach came and nearly killed Moshe Rabbeinu. There was no grace period. Luckily, his wife Tzipporah stepped in and quickly circumcised their son, sparing Moshe's life. So this too demonstrates how central this mitzvah is. And next, Reb Nechemya Omer Gidola Mila and Senagayim. Nechemya says, Great is the mitzvah of Rasmilah. It's so great that... We proceed with the mitzvah, even if it's in conflict with the Torah prohibition not to cut off skin condition of tzaras. Like Let's say there's some tzaras that develops in the foreskin area. The luck is that the mitzvah goes on. We perform the mitzvah, even though again it's normally a Torah violation to cut off a portion of skin where there is tzaras. Rabbi oh Rabbi observed that Gedola Mila Shekola Mitzvah She Asav Lo Nikra Sholeim Ad Shemal. He observes that all of the great deeds and accomplishments that Avraham Avinu achieved in his lifetime before he fulfilled the Mitzvah Bersamilah at the age of 99, he was not until that point referred to as a shalem, as a complete person. He only received that title upon performing the Mitzvah Bersamilah, where it says there in Lech Lechav, walk before me and be complete. So Samim, at that point is complete, at which point the point of the mitzvah discussed there, of Rasmila. The Barach Rebbe brought the importance of the mitzvah Rasmila in a different way. He said, Gidola mila shel ma'lihi lo baruch hasolamo. Were not for the mitzvah Rasmila? Hashem wouldn't have created the world. Shinemar, as indicated by the Pasik in Yermia, where it says, Ko Hashem, so said Hashem, yim yomam valayla chukos shemayim va'aretz lo were it not for my covenant, which covenant? The covenant of Brasmila, Shem says, I would not have established the laws of heavens and earth, nature itself. I wouldn't have created the world. Were it not for the Mitzvah Bismillah. So if the world was created for the sake of the Mitzvah Bismillah, clearly it is an all important mitzvah.